the drip aficionado is hard at work again, people. We know you're sick of us. We know you hate us. That's why we're going to be here. The horse is back and our jockey is Russell Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. A very uh, landmark episode, actually. This is episode number 90. And so for episode number 90, I am joined by a elated hockey fan, a worried hockey fan, and a guy who's just happy to be here. Of course, I'm talking about my co-host, Justin, our good buddy, Daniel, who's probably on top of the world right now, and Kyle, of course, Mitchell, who's just happy to be here. Right? Did I get that right for all of you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Yes. I think, yeah, you got the order backwards on the elated fan and the uh, worried fan. I yeah. I want everybody to know I'm feeling very confident right now about. All right, Daniel. Yeah. We, we thought we would give you a little bit of time to get your avalanche out. So starting now, you can talk about the avalanche unimpeded. Oh, my Lord. Time's and- up. i'm just kidding go ahead buddy what a proverbial mudslide of snow they i have of excitement too an avalanche as it were of excitement i have about this team oh speaking of just happy to be here how about those canadian teams in the playoffs huh like man oh man now is a good time Yikes. to go up to edmonton and buy buy your brooms they're on sale because that, yeah that city boy howdy no it's in in all seriousness uh i am really happy i think the avalanche played really really well um you know especially the, it's it's not like you know like obviously spine breaking you know we've been losing a lot of guys lately um sam gerard went down against the blues i want to say and he's done um darcy kemper who's been outstanding uh went down early this series um and hasn't been back and and credit to pavel franco uh for stepping up to the plate um you know but we've we've been losing guys and uh you know big contributors just just the other uh i think it was i want to say it was game three of this last series uh cadre got injured by a really despicable hit by Kane, um, Evander Kane, but you know, the, the, everybody else on that team has been stepping up and doing really, really well. And that's really what's, what's really exciting to me because my kind of biggest concern about the, t- about the team coming into the playoffs and we've seen it in the last few years is like, yeah, we've got star power and we've got, you know, we can score buckets of goals, but what happens, you know, when, when, uh, you know, pieces start get guys get injured, pieces start falling off the ship. You know, I was I was kind of worried that we're going to, you know, the the team might fall apart if we lose some of those key contributors. But, you know, other guys have just been stepping up to the plate and, and our depth has been really, really good this year, which is which is awesome going into the finals. I mean, I'm not only talented team, but a deep team, too, is is awesome. Very exciting to go into the finals with. Good synopsis. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully our teams will be meeting in said. I, for my bracket's sake, I hope so too. I have the Avs beating the Lightning, and I want to say six or seven. It's going to need to be six Um, or seven now because as we speak, um, New York up two to one in the series. And I was telling Justin before we went on the air tonight, uh, just a little bit of real world 
funnies for you. If if this series between the Lightning and the uh, not the Abs, well, hopefully it gets to that point. But if this series between the Lightning and the Rangers goes all seven, um, Madison Square Garden did a silly and scheduled a Justin Bieber concert for the very same night that Game Seven would be played. <laughs> so. I, I have also read that if it goes to game seven, they're going to move the concert and they're not going to move game seven, which is good because Justin, yeah. what did you say? What did you say when I told I'd, you? I'd rather have angry Justin Bieber fans than angry hockey fans. <laughs> Probably yeah. a fair assessment. Uh, but yeah, shout out big time this week for me goes to the Avs. I mean, this is the first Stanley Cup appearance since 2001 for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Daniel would mm-hmm. be able to talk about it uh, as good as anybody to give you an idea of what Avs fans must be feeling right now. I mean, this is a, you know, for someone our age, like this is a lifetime's worth of waiting almost. Yep. Uh, and it's here now. Yep. You're, you're in the I mean, you know, the, the Avalanche, interesting. So they came, they weren't the Avalanche for a long time. The, the Avalanche are a relatively new team as, as call as they're known today. Right. Uh, they only came to Colorado from Quebec. They used to be the Quebec Nordiques for a long time. Um, and then they moved to Colorado in the 96, 97 season, um, I believe, or 95, 96. And they won the Stanley Cup in their first year, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. Um, they came in, they came in hot. They had an insanely good team, one of the best uh, goalies of all time um, in uh, Patrick Wall. Uh, really strong forward and Joe Sachik, um, you know, and, and, and it's interesting to see now. And then they won again in uh, yeah, to that 2001 season. Um, last time they went to the finals, they won, which is, you know, is great, but since they haven't been back between now and then, this is definitely really nice, both for uh, older fans, um, you know, who, who saw those guys in the late nineties, early two thousands at the top of the, top of the game and then like you said fans in our lifetime um you know i've got a being from colorado i love a lot of friends who are really passionate avs fans who have grown up you know uh including myself without you know cup finals we you know we see this team dropping out if they even make the playoffs in the first second round so seeing it so seeing this roster come in and dominate so well and and have such a strong performance through and through um, you know, it's, it's definitely been really, really exciting and it's been great to see what that team, what the, what the coach, you know, Bed, Bednar has done an awesome job of, of getting this team, um, to where they are and, you know, having the, the talent that we have, you know, we have one of the best players in the game or one of the best forwards in the game, if not the best, you know, there's certainly an argument for McKinnon as the best player in hockey right now in the NHL. There's um, a hard argument. To be there's made. a hard yeah. argument, especially, especially, you know, cause the other, who are the other guys, right? Like it's, you know, Connor McDavid is obviously extremely, extremely talented and he got swept and, you know, Sidney Crosby, and it is is still very 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 high elite talent alex ovechkin elite talent you know these guys are all really really good and there's arguments for all of them but you know my point being that you know you have someone like mckinnon leading the team you have guys like gabe landeskog you uh who's you know a veteran been around forever and he's awesome you have kale mccarr who's 
just a, a freaking demon. He's a stud. Like one of he's already, you know, in only a couple of years in the league, he's already become one of the premier defensemen in the league. Um, and you know, you you get guys like Kadri, you get guys like Darcy Kemper in between the pipes. And, you know, this is a good team. So I'm I'm really, you know, I'm really excited to see um you know how and and it's a young team and it's a hungry team so i'm really excited about about the finals here yeah uh, you know i was just thinking as you were ranting and raving there um, <laughs> it seems like anymore whenever we have daniel on it, it's just for something gloriously amazing in the world of colorado sports you um, know last it's... time of course it was the the trade that killed a little part of me um Yep. And this time it's the Stanley Cup. I mean, what's it going to be next? Are we going to be talking about a Nuggets NBA Finals? Are we going to be talking about like a Rapids trip to the MLS Cup? I don't know. But uh, it's been the year of the Colorado sports fans so far in 2022. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been a good year for all for all Colorado Dan. I will say on that Nuggets note. I hope that somebody in the West, it, the Nuggets, that'd be great. It means I get to come on the podcast to win-win. But, you know, anybody who's not the Warriors could step up. That'd be great because seeing, like, you know, I being in the Bay Area now, everybody's just, oh, my goodness, the Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. It is just, that's blasphemous talk It's a mess. You are now. Ugh, I know. So I, ugh. You answered my next question, and this is where I want to incorporate our other guest. Kyle, sorry, you haven't said a lot yet. Um, the NBA Finals, I guess it's safe to say who uh, Daniel's rooting for. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably Boston. You know, I'm not – it's tough because it's like, you know, I don't want to ever be caught dead rooting for a Boston team. And, you know, the Warriors are the team where I'm at. But at the same time, it's like the Warriors are, you know, the other insufferable fan base right now. And so, you know, I'm just I'm just like hoping for a good series. I don't really like I'd probably root for the Warriors just because I have a lot of coworkers who'd be sad and that would make me sad. But. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just guy. here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Kyle, I imagine I know who you're rooting for, but let's let you uh confirm it for me. Yeah, like I definitely am rooting for Boston in this series. Um listen to you guys' last week episode, you know, talking about me being a fan of Cleveland, uh, the Cavaliers. We did bring you know, how much up. I hate the Warriors, <laughs> which I do. I do hate the Warriors. <laughs> definitely not as bad as when like when Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, that was like peak hate of the Warriors for me, you know, just the whole super team thing and all that. And which that's a whole nother rabbit hole you can go down, but I I don't hate them as much now. I respect them. I mean, I respected them back then, but I, you know, I respect them how good they are. And obviously, you know, Steph Curry, just how great he is. And, you know, he seems like he's never, I mean, he's always having a good game. It seems like, and, um, but no, I'm definitely rooting for Boston and, and like being a Patriots fan, you would think I maybe like all my other favorite teams and other sports are Boston teams, which they aren't like, I don't hate them, but I'm usually, I mean, it depends on who they're playing, who I, if I would root for them or not, but, but in this case, yeah, I'm definitely hoping the Celtics pull this one off. Because your Cavs, you know, when that run there, when they always met the Warriors in the finals, they oftentimes went through Boston 
in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the playoffs somewhere there. So you've got a lot of history with them too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like in that case, obviously I'd be rooting for the Cavaliers. And, you know, I think they met up with uh, Boston a couple times. I think once in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I almost – I could be wrong, but I almost think Boston was maybe – up to nothing or I think they had a lead on us in the series somehow. And we ended up going, uh, I think to game seven in the Eastern conference finals to beat them. So, you know, we do have history. That's kind of, I might've been Jason Tatum's rookie year or second year, you know, it wasn't, he was still pretty young. And so, you no, know, we've had history with them before, but you know, obviously Cleveland, you know, they took a step up this year, almost made the playoffs. You had to play in game, but not quite a good enough team to compete and Must even have that big a rivalry with these teams now. <laughs> Must be nice. My team took a step down and didn't make the playoffs and didn't come close. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'll take the wins where I can get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I said it last week on the show. I'm, st- I'm sticking by it. I refuse to make a pick in the NBA finals. I will also not be making a pick in the Stanley cup finals. When we get that matchup decided, I have been um, horrendous luck for teams who I pick during these uh, playoff runs for anyone who's listened. So I will the lightning. <laughs> now, yeah. Avalanche now that... is what I heard from Jared. I heard, I heard Rangers or, or, or lightning, something, something along those lines. Wow, guys, this is really making me feel good about myself. Um, <laughs> but... hey, don't be a jinx. Only the best. Yeah. So, just pick hey, better. So, so yeah, we, good. we know who Justin and I are kind of pulling for in the NBA finals. Cause we've talked about this before, so we don't have to dive into it too deep on our side of things. Um, so this will be kind of a two pronged question. Prong one pointed at uh, my co-host here and then prong two back to Daniel as the resident ass fan. But for the first part of this mm. question for the lightning uh, specifically, Justin, what do you, I mean, a, how are you feeling about things being down two one right now? Are you still confident? Are you a little worried? And then also, what do you think uh, Tampa Bay has to do to to come out on top of this thing still? Uh, we need to score goals, Jared. It comes goals down to points. Score. <laughs> <laughs> True. You do need to do that. Oh, uh, uh, what a classic. What a classic bit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, what's your vibe on the series right now, though, being down 2-1? I'd, I'd really like to not be down to one if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like I was saying uh, to you before the podcast starts right now, we won our game at home. We lost the two that we've been away. So that's kind of, you know, how it's supposed to be. We need to clutch up though. We need to play better hockey on the road. Um, and it's not like we're getting blown out of the water. It's nothing like that we're we're losing you know by by slim margins a goal um well except in the first game but i i try not to think about the first game yeah Um, i I understand the the first game be depressing yeah but that second Um, game you did turn things around not enough to win but to at least keep it competitive yeah yeah so the first game uh uh, we we lost by four goals. That was bad. That was a not a good look. But we've tightened up since. Um, in fact, we just scored the first goal in today's game. Game four, as we speak. Very nice. So, 
hopefully, ideally, possibly we win tonight, tie it up two to two. Um, we just need to have solid defense. Our goaltending needs to be on point because the Rangers aren't going to let any mistakes slip. Kind of like how the avalanche took advantage of the Oilers mishandling the puck in the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, we can't let that happen. Um, we'll see how she, uh, she shakes out here though in the next, uh, couple hours. All right. Fair enough. I mean, it's the all important game for, um, I'm kind of of the mindset that whatever happens tonight, uh, game five is going to be your tough one, I think, just because it's back in New York. Um, and, and that will either be with the Rangers with a chance to, to put you to bed or it'll be with the Rangers with a newfound sense of desperation after you've tied the series 2-2. And either way, that's going to be a tough environment. Um, but the Lightning are, you know, one of the more experienced teams right now. So, I don't know. That's a good answer. I like it. I like it. And now the second part of this question, I wanted to direct at Daniel um, as the team who's already in the Stanley cup waiting for your opponent, who would you rather see? Mm, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, you know, the lightning are, are super talented, right? I, I think it's kind of, it boils down to, knowing what you're going to expect like on paper i think the lightning are a better team than the rangers right but the lightning you know they're they're established they're looking for a three-peat right like they're back they're currently back-to-back -back stanley cup champions right justin yes yes yeah the lightning so, yeah. are back so back. we've seen for the last two years and this year so far the lightning are eight they're they're established they're dominant they've got an extremely talented high octane high power roster the rangers and and so you know we know we'd be getting a really tough fight but you know we've also seen that the avalanche offense is on fire right now right we scored 22 goals in four games against the oilers including a game where we were at one point down, I think three, one or four, one. And we came back game four, we came back to win that game in Edmonton, six, five in overtime. So our offense is very, very good right now. The Rangers are more of a wild card to me. Um, they're young, you know, kind of like the avalanche in the last few years um, in the kind of rebuilding stage. And then, you know, kind of just exploding out of the, out of the gates, the Rangers are a really like, they're very much a, an interesting team. I don't think a lot of people expected them to be this far, you know, especially like, you know, coming into the conference finals and right out the gate, kicking the lightning in the teeth in game one. Yeah. It was in Madison square garden. That's a really tough arena to play in as an away team. But yet, like Justin said, you know, winning six to two against the reigning Stanley cup champions and, you know, putting six past a guy like Vasilevsky, that's, that's nothing to sniff at. That's pretty scary. If you're an away team, you know, looking at that opponent, um, you know, so I, it, it kind of becomes the question of like, you, you know, do I want a better on paper team or do I want, you know, to gamble a little bit more? I, I think to be honest, I probably prefer the Rangers still, um, you know, the, it, it's a tough question. They're both really good teams right now. Igor Shesterkin, uh, the Rangers goalie is just a stud. Right. Like, you know, you either of those guys could definitely be 
um, you know, the, the brick wall, the great wall as it were against our offense. Um, but you know, I, 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 I'd probably go with the Rangers just cause I think that the potential for like, we, we, we don't know, like they could explode more, but I think that they would be less likely to be like as dominant as the lightning will be. Um, but I, th- I do also think we have a really good chance against both these teams, um, you know, because for, for the lightning, you know, our best strategy to counter you guys, um, you guys being, you know, Justin, you and you and the boys as it were, yep, 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 yep. You, you know, um, you and your lads is I think the best strategy. I, you know, I, I do have a lot of faith in, in our goalies if Kemper comes back great, but you know, Francois has shown that he's, you know, he, he shot out Edmonton, um, and, you know, and, and did really well against Edmonton in game three, game four was another shootout, but, you know, he's played really well. So, you know, I, I but I, I think our goal keeping is kind of, you know, like even with two guys that are awesome is still our kind of weakest third on the ice. And, you know, we, I think we can outscore both, both of those teams. We can outscore the lightning. We can outscore the Rangers. Um, but I think we can outscore the Rangers more than we can outscore the lightning because that lightning offense is just such a dominant, uh, such a dominant core. All right. Um, phenomenal answer. <laughs> That's yeah, all sorry, I to, sorry to ramble a little bit oh, there, but you're good. So Kyle, as the casual fan, who would you rather <laughs> see the Stanley cup be? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good question. Um, if you say no. you don't want the uh, Lightning to win it because you don't want to see a dynasty in hockey, I'm going to be real upset with you, Mr. <laughs> Patriots fan. True. Yeah, you can't let any dynasty talk influence your decision here because you lived it. That's true. That is true. Um, I think the maybe more, well, I don't know if you call it exciting or maybe as like an outside fan that would get your attention more is if the – is if the lightning were to make it just since, you know, them trying to go for the three Pete, you know, being the back-to-back champion versus this Colorado team. Who's been, you know, had these great teams the past few years, just couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, as an outside fan, maybe that'd be the more exciting one. I don't know. I not that I don't have a, you know, a solid opinion on who it would be, I guess, you know, the Rangers, I don't know if you call them like an underdog, but see someone different in there, no matter what the sport is, I kind of enjoy seeing. So either, I think you could go either two ways on that. Yeah. And so I'm always a fan of, uh, you know, the underdog, of course, and I'm just a fan of seeing fresh blood in there. Um, And the Rangers haven't been in the Stanley cup since 2014. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah. Because they've been rangering around. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Don't quit your day job. Um, but <laughs> so I, I'm not rooting for anyone in particular. I'm totally fine with either one of them, quite frankly. Um, gun to my head, if I had to choose, sorry, Justin, I would say I would probably rather see the Rangers make it just to see if Shocker. I But but if the Lightning make yeah, it. This is just because they won last year and you owe me a jersey. This is all residual anger. A jersey that I have yeah, sitting in my Amazon cart that will be purchased for you. Uh, Amazon? Or not Amazon, excuse me, Fanatics. Uh, that will I was be- going to say, why are you buying jerseys on Amazon, my brother? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so you got that jersey coming your way, but th- this has nothing to do with that. 
he's buying he's buying the great the cheaper you know off-brand variant the like the like uh the jackson the the jacksonville mountain thunder or something you know i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy just this generic blue jersey material shirt and i'm gonna just write gourd on the back and even spell it wrong it's gonna be spelt like the like the like the vegetable or like the like a pumpkin gourd (laughs) so like what Okay, so for the two people who have teams still in the fight here, if it turns out to be Lightning Abs, is there going to be Stanley Cup bet round two Electric Boogaloo with you two? Ooh, ooh, is there Justin? We got to do it live. Uh, Loser, loser buys winner a jersey of their choice. I don't know, dude. I I have this trip coming up. I got to (laughs) save some money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, yeah. Um, you know how about? Let, let's uh let's just oh my gosh decide when what when a winner's been decided <laughs> how about we wait to see if uh my team's even in the championship yeah we we can we can push it off to see if the if the lightning make the you know that you know that's gonna be interesting to see too for me is how long this is a series that's got a lot of potential to go the distance like these teams are both really good teams and yeah you know it's it, good on the rangers for winning both the home games like like you were saying earlier justin as they were kind of supposed to um you know not letting the lightning poach one from them um but you know if they go seven or even like six or you know five that are hard fought games you know the avs had not a easy series but a relatively easy series that they you know they obviously wrapped it up as quickly as they possibly could um you know so it's going to be interesting to see i really hope that the avs you know stay no matter who they play and how many games your series goes and everything you know i really my my biggest concern right now is that you know the avalanche get lazy basically that they're too restful Mm -hmm. Or I, lazy is the wrong word, but you know that they 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 get too much out of their rest or not enough yeah, out of their and, rest. And I kind of think that's what the Lightning did because in the series prior to this, the Lightning swept, and then that right. first game back, they just got smacked. Right, like they went they went to MSG, you know, feeling good, feeling relaxed, you know, beating the best team in the league in easily four games. Right. Like that yeah. series was, you know, the the Oilers, they at least put up a fight for two of the games, really two and a half of the games. And then they rolled over and then they, you know, like the first game that such a crazy scoreline, eight to six. What Like, boy, mm-hmm. you, you can't beat you can't beat playoff hockey, um, you know, that game and then game four where they were ahead for most of the game. And then, like you said, the Avalanche just capitalized on mistakes. Um, Justin, that actually, you know what, I actually have a question for you about that. You know, um, do you th- like if the lightning make it through, you know, um, what do you think? I kind of touched on like what the Avs have to do to beat, beat either of those teams. What do you think the lightning is best like game plan or best strategy to beat the avalanches? Ooh, that's, that's tough. beyond just, you gotta score goals. Um, I, Man, I don't know. I I really was hoping you guys would choke again. <laughs> Dude, the Avalanche, like, even if the Lightning are playing them in the finals, I I, I am low-key like if that or if the Avalanche beat the Lightning, I will be low-key okay with it. 
-hmm. because the Avs have been putting together such a good team for so long and they have continued to choke in the stupidest ways over the past two years. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, and now they have just seemed to click and put everything together. And I don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worries me because lightning. Yeah. We're the more experienced team in the playoffs, but especially after last year, we lost a lot of like our mid ice core, mm-hmm. um, especially with Yanni Gord going to the Kraken and the expansion draft. I, you know, that really worries me. We've got a lot of young talent there, but it's, it's young. So we, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to just play really smart, I guess, is, is kind of the easy way to put it. Our goalies are going to have to be on point and we're going to have to play smart with the puck. We're not going to have, we have to capitalize on any, you know, we're going to have to capitalize whenever we have the puck. We can't. Mm-hmm. be mishandling it like the Oilers did. Um, and yeah, I don't yep. know. The av- the Avs scare me. They legitimately yep. scare me right now. <laughs> yeah, which is an intro- a really, you know, satisfying as an Avs fan, but definitely speaks volumes to, like you said, I think that, you know, the, the Avs have been going, you know, they had a few seasons there uh, where they were really just like struggling and having some rough, rough seasons and, you know, like you said, making the playoffs, but kind of losing out for a plethora of reasons that, you know, they, that sometimes were out of control, sometimes in their control that they just shouldn't have lost those series or lost games. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like building the team and building it kind of the right way as, as uh, subjective as that can be. Um, yeah. And that's the thing They're they're really well constructed and they're well coached and well managed right now. Um, yep. And I, I think in a lot of ways, like this needs to be the abs here, because if they don't do it now, yeah, if they, you know, yeah, I agree. Um, And that sounds probably really bad coming from a lightning fan, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am mad at them for. Yeah, the game for one of the for, Rangers series. Oh, so. OK. I thought you were going to say the abs for sweeping the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, it should be an interesting series, though. I Again, and Daniel, maybe you can speak to this, too. I'm just – I'm surprised that the Rangers are this deep into the playoffs right Me now. Me, too. No, that's <laughs> that's what I was kind of saying, right? It's like there weren't a whole lot – you look at the Rangers the last, like, five, ten years, right? Like, 2014, you know, their last cup appearance. They've been pretty, like, mediocre at best since then, right? Like, they exactly, really haven't exactly. – they have not fielded – an amazing team or or even like a good team. Like they've been really struggling for a long time. And so, you know, credit to them for, for coming in swinging and, you know, knocking off guys like the penguins and the hurricanes, um, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I'd be curious to see, you know, last year we saw, um, was it the Eastern conference finals again, like the lightning and the Canadians, right? Um, that was the cup. That was the cup. Right. So the Canadian, you know, the Canadians get there and everyone's like, wow, the Canadians are, you know, insane, like crazy, you know, how they, they made a really strong run all the way. And then they just got demolished by, you know, a very dominant lightning team, you know? So I, I'm not saying that I think the Rangers are better than they, than the Canadians were. the Canadians were kind of playing with house money there. 
Yeah. Um, the Canadians just had a bit of a Cinderella run. Right. They kind of had a Cinderella run. And I think the Rangers are are better than that and built better than that. You know, at the same time, it's like, you know, what I'd be, I'll be curious to see no matter how this series goes, if the Rangers make it, how the finals go, whatever. I'll be really interested to see how the Rangers look in the next two, three, four years. Like if they, you know, because the Canadians have... I, been terrible this year or were terrible this yeah, season. They, I they think, were back to I their old the ways. Rangers, I think the Rangers are going to be very similar to the Canadians where they're going to make this pretty deep run and then fall off the next year. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, like the Canadians, like the Jacksonville Jaguars of several years ago, where an unexpected team makes a deep run and then falls off the face of the earth. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know the Rangers cap situation. I don't know what, you know, because that's what a lot, that's what really a lot of the like, you know, whether a team can stay together after making a deep run or if they fall apart for some reason or another, generally the biggest single reason that a team will kind of fall apart after making a deep run, you know, is money, right? You look at, you know, you look at guys like, um, uh, I don't even know, like uh, Shesterton in, in between the pipes. I don't know what his contract is. He might be out pretty soon, you know, um, or, you know, Zibanejad, uh, or, uh, Artemi Panarin, you know, Panarin, where, what's his contract these days? I'm taking a look. Um, but you know, he's, he's a stud, right? Like ever since he came mm-hmm. to New York, he's kind of been like one of those cornerstone guys that, that you build your team around and, you know, they've rebuilt and had so much success, not, uh, not single-handedly, but, you know, certainly around him, um, you know, and guys like that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see in the next few years, how the Rangers with this, especially yeah. with like a pretty good mix of veteran talent and youth and young, hungry guys who are, you know, coming in and, and, and making a name for themselves, you know, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But I think we've talked about hockey, uh, for the extent that we should talk about hockey. Yeah, well, um, we'll, uh, we, we'll talk we more on... when the Avs win the Stanley Cup. <clears throat> oh, oh, man. Did you just so, jinx yourself? I think so. I apologize to the city um, of state of Colorado. Yeah. So we talked about hockey. We've we've touched on basketball. Um, I have two more things that I want to talk about. I don't know about the rest of you guys. The one being just today, about a couple hours before we started the podcast, the Angels have fired... Uh, Joe Madden of his duties as manager after their 12 game losing streak. Yikes. I did not see that. Uh, that makes things interesting for sure in the AL West, because uh, of course our boys are not having a great start to the year either, mm-hmm. but the angels had jumped out so far ahead that they still, as we speak, even despite this losing streak are in second place behind the Astros so that the angels are a team that legitimately right now, as we're kind of getting into June here are, they could compete for a playoff spot this year, especially with that mm-hmm. expanded playoff, you know, they're still right around 500, but they were so far in front of 500 until this losing streak that I wonder if this is going to be a distraction for them moving forward now. And sometimes when you see something like this happen, it usually goes one of two ways. It's either going to, they're going to just, tank now uh not intentionally but they're gonna just fall off the face of the earth here and tumble in the standings or it's gonna be exactly what this team needed and they're gonna skyrocket and 
they're going to ride this all the way to the playoffs and it'll just be, we'll look at it as a point of adversity they got through. Um, that's really interesting to me though. I didn't know that uh, rough times down there in Anaheim. Uh, yeah. I'll let you boys take that one away though. That's kind of my two cents. Um, I, I think it's really interesting because, you know, like you said, they were off to a really hot start this year. They were first, um at 24 and 13 and they've they've slipped since then they went three and 16 since uh being first place and they're under 500 and like like uh i previously stated that includes a 12 game losing streak which is a lot of losses don't we know it um and i think the angels right now are really trying to uh get something done they've got mike trout um, who is, you know, speaking as studs in the sport wor- sports world. Holy cow, that guy. Uh, Otani, uh, I mean, the Angels yeah. have a, a great roster. but They, not... they have a great roster, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, we've talked so much about the Mariners wasting talents in their careers. <laughs> uh, the Angels are doing just that with Mike Trout as we speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the angels just looked at this team because, you know, they got superstars on there. Uh, and I think they just looked and saw a team that was underperforming and they cut him. Uh, and I, I think it's probably the right thing to do. The angels have been, you know, hit or miss, I guess is the way to put it. You know, they're either on fire or they're, you know, a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can pull out of this. Because uh, right now they're in a nosedive, and maybe this is enough to shake things up. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, talking about just kind of wasting talent, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a, obviously a very important team game. You can't just win with one player. But, you know, Mike, Mike Trout's been there however long. I don't think he's – Correct me if I'm wrong, but ever since he's been there, I don't think they've made the playoffs. They haven't made you know, the playoffs but... since 2014. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's been a while. And then, you know, Otani gets there. And like last year, especially, it seems like every night, you know, Mike Trout would go out and hit three home runs and Otani would do something that hadn't been done since like Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth was playing. <laughs> and the final score would be like four to 10. They'd lost to you know, and enter team name here. Yeah. And so, and I think they've added a few pieces since then too. I mean, mm-hmm. like yeah, the they, roster... they signed uh, Anthony Rend, Rend, Rendon, oh Rendon. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They signed him to, uh, I think a several year contract. Right. So, I mean, they have talent on the team Yeah, and it's just, they can't ever perform and, you know, hopefully, you know, just for, for Mike Trout's sake, hopefully they can at least make the playoffs and this will give him a spark to do something. I mean, I think Trout's is so good of a player to never, you know, see him to make that stage it would just add a le- level of excitement to baseball that, mm-hmm. you know, that would always, would definitely bring the crowd and more people into watch, especially when it reaches playoff time. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about that on this show, uh, that baseball needs to be innovating, mm-hmm. uh, that they need to be adding and showcasing the exciting parts of it. Uh, But since we've talked about it, we should not beat that drum anymore today. 
Um, so before we move on to shout outs and call outs, the one other thing I want to talk about because it's, you know, fairly fresh as le- as of last week is the situation that the Browns have found themselves in with quarterback <laughs> once again. Um, for those of you that do not know, the Browns quarterback is Deshaun Watson, who has been signed to a lucrative deal with 100% guaranteed money. Many people criticize this because he, when signed, had 22 uh, active sexual assault lawsuits going. Um, as of recording this podcast, he is up to 24. Um, I have many thoughts about this. I will open it up, though, to anybody else that would like to share some thoughts. One of our guests, take it away. Oh, Browns. They're just going to do Browns things. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's a mess and, and the Browns, you know, in classic factory of sadness, uh, experience, you know, Browns in, in every way on, you know, it's kind of like how the Mariners have been, you know, that every year it's like, Oh, you know, another way to, you know, kick your fans in the nods, right? You know, the Browns have been just a clown show for so long that, you know, this is this is certainly a large, a rather large um, addition, but it's, you know, it's it's another head-shaking moment, and it, I don't know, it, it's just one of those things where it's like they didn't do their due diligence, they really jumped the gun, you know, they got excited about a guy, they, they, they chose to put you know, a lot of potential, certainly a lot of, you know, uh, uh, risk with a guy like this, right? Like, you know, it never got, it hasn't gotten to a point where, uh, if I remember correctly, it hasn't gotten to a point where there's been like criminal charges, like all the criminal stuff was dropped. So it's, it's all, you know, kind of civil, civil lawsuits at this point. Um, you know, so it's, it's like they, they, kind of went in knowing what they were signing up for, but not really caring or not really like assessing the risk of like, yeah, that there's already a lot of smoke. So there's, you know, likely there's already some fire and it very well could grow. They either willfully or not chose to ignore that. And now it's leading to like, it's, it's just a head, it's just a head shaking moment for, for the Browns and for, you know, anyone, anyone who knows who's in the football world. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree a lot with what Daniel said there and you know, kind of the Browns being the Browns, you know, they finally, you know, a few years ago, finally make the playoffs after however long it had been, you know, the franchise was kind of going on the up going uphill and things were going good. And then and like talking about quarterbacks and Baker Mayfield, and you guys have talked about how the Browns kind of did him wrong, which I agree. And I mean, I agree last year, he did have a down year, but he also had that shoulder injury that he mm-hmm. basically played the whole season through. So, I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense why he would, you know, kind of be down in his numbers and, but yeah, just to bring in Deshaun Watson, which, I mean, I liked him a lot in college. He was one of my favorite players to watch, but I mean, when you got 24 of these lawsuits coming up against you, you know, that's, something very something had to happen you almost you would think for sure and you know just to just to throw baker out the window like that and replace him with a guy that yeah is very talented but has all this other baggage coming with him is 
it's just a, a Browns thing to do. Finally going, you know, finally going in the right direction and then bring all this in instead. Yeah. It's a mess. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too at length here. Cause I've given my two cents on this a lot, but uh, you get, you, you reap what you sow Cleveland and you're, you're reaping it now. So that's all I'll yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't go too much more beyond what has been said. Um, it's just as a football fan, like this makes me mad because I want the NFL to hold players accountable. Um, and that's something that they just don't do. They've been dragging their feet in regards to doing or saying anything about Deshaun Watson. Uh, whereas with players that have bet money on games, they came down hard and fast. Um, and I think that shows, you know, where the NFL and the commissioner's office really stands. It doesn't matter as long as it doesn't hit their bottom line in one way, shape, or form. Um, and yeah, I like what you said, Jared, about the Browns are going to reap what they sow. And I like what Daniel said about where there's smoke, there's probably fire. And the Browns just didn't look at that smoke. One of the biggest farces that they've put out is that they said they did their own investigation yet reports showed that they didn't talk to any of the uh, the women involved in these lawsuits, any of the victims. Uh, so basically they just sat back and, you know, lit up a cigar and said, yeah, I think he's good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Browns are, um, you know, they, they like to take their kind of bargain bin, you know, on the field talent, off the field, yikes tight players right you know they signed they signed kareem hunt to a lucrative kicker contract oh i'm sorry uh running back contract the other <laughs> few years ago um right. you know it's it's just like i don't know it's you know as as somebody with you know my dad's from cleveland originally so i've got you know i've i've definitely got brown's blood in the fan in the family um, you got brown blood you might want to see a doctor yeah well you know <laughs> we don't need to talk about that that's not important <clears throat> you told me before you have cheese blood you, need you to know get your story I've, straight. I've got i've got a uh, regular charcuterie board of blood <laughs> um anyway yeah no it's uh it's it's rough being a browns fan because like kyle said you know you you, you think you're doing the right, you, you think your team's finally on the right path, you know, maybe making a path towards relevance or, you know, God forbid, even some, some actual success in the league. And then, you know, you, you go and just kind of play the clown, the, the Joker tarot card or whatever, or the fool tarot card over and over 66 times to be specific. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh well that's a good segue into call outs. Uh dare I ask who's ours? Yeah, so so one of the things um about this that that also was brought up directly ties into my call out. I'm calling out Sean Watson's lawyer, uh Rusty oh, Harden yeah. <laughs> for going on the radio and saying happy endings at massages are not necessarily illegal, which a, when you are representing a client that's been accused of doing what he's doing, just because you're legally technically correct does not mean you're still not incorrect. Mm -hmm. um, and B, with a name like Rusty Harden, I don't know that 
you should be talking about happy ending. <laughs> yeah. You can cut that, Jerry. That's not uh, appropriate. Not family friendly. Yikes. So that I mean that's a good call out. Uh I I just call out the Browns, man. That's my call out. I just don't get it. And I don't get how you can continue to just flub things year after year and decade after decade and still a have a fan base that supports you as rapidly as they do over there in Cleveland. The dog pound is wild and they will be again this season, but you, there's only so many ways you can screw things up. And, and it seems like the Browns are inventing new ones now. So <laughs> calling out the Browns just as a whole yeah. the organization, the front office, the team, all of it. Yep. Do you guys have call outs or guests? Uh, I do. Yes. Okay. Um, Kyle, do you have one first before I go into my yeah. into my rage? Okay. Oh, I, I can go first. Um, kind of going back to the uh, baseball subject we were talking about earlier, but instead going to the college ranks this time, mm. I'm just going to call out uh, just the, the baseball umpires officiating crew of the NCAA, NCAA the uh, men's tournament or tournaments they've had lately like there's i won't narrow it down there's been several especially last night i think in the uh, louisville michigan game and then in the uh Should have been the maryland game there was i mean you can go online and get all the exact details but there was some several pretty obvious mistakes even with like the replay and everything and so you know it's kind of a cop out to call out the uh, officiating crew or referees or whatever but <laughs> I'm gonna go with them for this week. Good answer. Nice. I like yeah. it. It's it's uh, you know, it's different. It's unique. I like it. There you go. Kyle bravely, bravely calling out referees and umpires because nobody else will ever do it. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a pioneer in his time in our time. I'm yep. a trendsetter. What can I say? A trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Kyle, someday uh, I, I hope to see you as a father at a game just yelling at basketball refs at a high school game. You're going to be the guy yelling at, like, the middle school refs. Yeah. Just, like, school. high school kids or whatever. Um, in yeah. one of my less proud moments, I, as a coach, have 100% yelled at our middle school football refs who are also just fellow teachers volunteering their time. <laughs> Oh no. Uh Justin, you're you're passionate about your coaching. Yikes. You know? <laughs> I, I called oh our my. third grade teacher blind. Oh my no, oh my goodness gracious. All right, Daniel, what's uh, your call out? What's what's I'm your, gonna call out Evander Kane of the Edmonton Edmonton Oilers. Yes, his, I knew it was coming. Yes, he's a bum. He's a bum, and dare I say it, he's a bum you do not you don't hockey is a physical game it's you know it's it's certainly gotten less less physical in the lot you know it's not the same game that it was 5 10 20 years ago where it's a brawlers game it is much more about speed and you know uh offense high powered offense yada yada it is still a physical game but in hockey and in any sport, you know, you, it should never be your intention as a player to injure an opponent, right? You should never be in, going in for a hit. You should never be going in, you know, 
like accidents happen, but what Evander Kane did was not an accident. It was intentional. It was malicious. It was violent. It was intended to hurt Kadri. And, you know, you look at a guy and, and, you know, Kadri is not a saint by any means, right? He's had his own run-ins and had his own suspensions last year. He was suspended for, I want to say eight games for a very nasty, again, unjustified, you know, vile hit, but you know, that, that doesn't, certainly justify the hit that Kane delivered on Kadri and in this, and in the context in the situation, you know, it like you early on in game three, you know, Colorado wins two high scoring games, you know, or one high scoring game and a shootout at home, you know, Edmonton, you're, you're angry, you're hungry. You want to get a game at home. That's understandable. But, you know, Kane comes out and immediate, almost immediately, like a minute into the game, immediately, checks Kadri from the back up at the shoulders up on the numbers on his jersey in a way that's intended to hurt him and you know Kadri's injury came out he he got a broken thumb which you know is is not like as nearly as bad as it could have been thank goodness but you know that's still going to knock him out for a long time and when you go in with a hit like that that's intended to knock out an opposing player and injure them in a way that they can't come back that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in hockey. It's not acceptable in sports. You know, it, like, you know, on the streets outside of an arena, that'd be considered assault, right? Like, it, you know, it, it just, it, it frustrates me because like, you know, when, you, when, when a hit has malice, that just stains you as a player, but it stains the game. Right. You look at, you know, people who don't have impressions of hockey or who don't have experience with the game and you see them see a hit like that. And they're like, oh, it's such a violent, such a, you know, aggressive sport. It's like, yes, but also this isn't what hockey is supposed to be. Evander Kane, I hear he's a bum. He's a bum. (laughs) You've heard from, I'm assuming, only reliable sources. I've, um, I've got the most reliable one talking to me right now. So yeah. that's and, a good one. And thankfully, um, you know, the NHL did suspend him. Unfortunately, only one game. Um, you know, it, it is what it is for the fact that, you know, the uh, the Oilers are out anyway. You know, that that did, I think, give some fuel to the fi- fuel to the fire to the avalanche going into game four. You know, seeing a guy like Kadri go down to such a dirty, just gross hit. So, you know, good job, guys. You got swept, Edmonton. Like, you know, it's one of those, like, dancing on the logo or, you know, it's just one of those things you just don't do. Um, mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I like it. I like it. Brought the fire tonight. Uh, yeah. Shout outs. Let's get to those. Let's end on a happy note here. <laughs> uh, who got? Who has a good shout out? Hopefully all of us, but who wants to go first? Um, I'll keep it short and sweet since we've already talked about, well, I've talked about hockey quite a bit. You guys have gotten a few thoughts in here and there. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, shout out to them making the Stanley Cup finals. Um, And not only that, but like we've only mentioned a few times, they swept the Edmonton Oilers, one of the one of the most potent, you know, lethal duos in hockey between uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreitzel. Um, and they pretty much shut that team down. You know, they, they, there was a lot of goals between those two teams, but the avalanche came to win and, um, put on a dominant sweeping performance. Um, and, and that's all I really, really need to say. So good on them for making the finals. Yeah. My, I mean, 
My shout out's the exact same one. Shout out to the Avs, man. First time since 01. <laughs> First time since 01. So uh, what about you guys? Kyle, Justin. Uh, mine is along the same lines, but it's more specific. I'm going to shout out Arturi Lekoknen. That's how you say his name. For scoring the goal that sent the Avalanche mm-hmm. to the finals. So I like it. I like Fair it. Enough. And Kyle. It was a good goal. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it in Colorado, but go with the different sports uh, team there. I'm gonna though so being Daniel can attest to this. You know, being a Rockies fan this year oh, hasn't boy. been exactly the best you know started oh. off pretty hot started off pretty good since it's then, nothing been like pretty... uh no not like the cakewalk of being a mariners fan am i right yeah, here? it's <laughs> easy for us no. oh yeah totally but uh yeah been kind of downhill since but shout out to uh infielder brendan rogers this week for being named the uh, nl player of the week hit 345 had four home runs seven rbis so oh, boy a little bit of a bright spot for you know on a overall not a bright season that it's looking like it's going to be for the for the Rockies join the club buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've got jackets <laughs> we, we can suffer together yeah that's a good one uh and this was a this was a good episode I think that's gonna about do it for us um we want to just thank all of you for listening wherever you listen from whether it be iTunes Google Podcast Spotify the can on a string we appreciate each and every one of you for listening to us for the feedback that you give us. We got a little bit of that this last week, Justin and I did. Well, the shoe conversation from last week was appreciated, we heard. So we'll have to do more stuff like that, apparently. When we don't talk about sports, the thing this podcast was founded upon, uh, we get good feedback. So maybe that says something. <laughs> maybe we should stop talking about sports. Yikes, we'll just can it all together but anyway we do appreciate you guys for listening be sure to check us out on twitter on instagram at the expansion bu1 that's the number one same handle for both check us out there um and we'll be back for you next thursday until then i've been jared that's been justin these have been our guests and never forget party like it's 1976